Over two decades in production. Star power before they were stars. Masked Mutilator, the movie, is about to hit the big screen with horror, gore, suspense, nonstop action, beautiful girls, beautiful girls, pro wrestlers, and more. This is the Masked Mutilator Podcast with your host, executive producer, and co-screenwriter, Dale Schneck. Welcome to our Masked Mutilator Podcast. We hope you'll join us frequently and tell your friends about this show, this program, and where we give you the inside scoop on our very special horror film. So spread the word. Let people know because you'll be the first to know many of the aspects about this movie before it ever goes into theaters and on television, wherever you'll see it. That's, you're on the inside here. Uh, today, Tom Taylor, one of the stars of Masked Mutilator, has returned to be our guest. Tom is a really, really busy guy, so we appreciate him coming back for a second week. Tom is a model. He's a concert promoter. He's a DJ at major venues. And he's an actor who has appeared in major television commercials. He was in the USA TV series Acapulco Heat. And Tom also played the lead in an action film, uh, actually from a, uh, a, a French production company called Brooklyn Cops. So, Tom, welcome back. Thank you very much for having me back. Okay, Tom, you hang with a lot of celebrities that our listeners undoubtedly know. I've seen some of the photos of you with people like Taylor Swift. Can't get any bigger than Taylor Swift. Can you tell us some of the stars you have been connected with, worked with, appeared with, whatever? All right, yeah, there's a there's a list, but um, yeah, through my um, through the modeling and the acting and my um, my years at the Crocodile Rock doing major concerts, uh, I had a chance to meet Taylor Swift and uh, one of the nicest girls in the world. And it's kind of funny because that's it's as true as it gets. She's legitimate. And um, she obviously sold the building out. And uh, I hung in with Pitbull and Brett Michaels and Ace Fraley, um, the guys in Day to Remember, Devil Wears Prada, I See Stars, Ice Nine Kills, Alasana, Our Last Night, all the major bands when they were little to where they are now, I basically got to work with because it was when they were first getting into the business. And when I was getting into that part of the business, um, we all kind of started on the same, same, same year. And as it grew, you know, the friendships grew and everything. And, uh, I worked with some of the people, Mike, the situation who was on the Jersey shore. Um, really it, it's, it's an endless list. I got a chance to meet a lot of people and I still am because I'm still connected with that part of the business. Yes. Um, and uh, like I said, it's it's neat. And the, the the fun part of the whole thing is almost everyone I meet, once they see the YouTubes about the film, they're like, oh, this is the neatest thing in the world. Just recently, as I said in the last podcast, I was hanging out with Ice Nine Kills, the band that stole the Warp Tour stage this past year. It seems that Spencer, the singer, is a huge horror fan. And as soon as he heard I wanted to do a YouTube and horror, he's like, let's do it right now. It seems that either they're horror fans or wrestling fans, and that's kind of cool. And through that, like I said, I got a chance through my wrestling and being a manager and a wrestler. That's how I got to hang out with Rob Van Dam, me, Gene Okerlund. I mean, the list really goes on. And um, 
you know, meeting the guys in Third Eye Blind and All Time Low and Aaron Carter, Ryan Cabrera, big pop star, real, real good friend of mine. Again, wrestling fan, loves it. I remember us going out drinking one night in the bathrooms and we're doing the woo, the Ric Flair ruse, you know. So it's kind of neat that it all ties into one. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 the fun part for me is that these people are real. Like they are wrestling fans and they are horror fans, even though they're major stars outside, you know, outside the, 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 the world that we see. Again, Taylor Swift. I don't know. I really didn't talk with her about wrestling, but, um, who knows? She might be a wrestling fan or a horror fan, but, um, I'm a fan of hers. Let's just put it like that. Well, and too, Tom, the listeners to this podcast can actually see you. In an interview with Mean Gene Okerlund, yes. if they go to maskedmutilator.com, yes. they'll see the video of you and Mean Gene yeah. talking about the movie. Mm-hmm. They'll also see you in a video with Rob Van Dam yes. if they go to maskedmutilator.com. Yes. Or if they go to also the Facebook page for Masked Mutilator, they'll see the same videos there. Hopefully, they will like the page. They can comment. We can comment back to them. So, you know, it's it's really neat that you have all these connections with people who are excited about horror and or, you know, action films, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. pro wrestling is big. So mm-hmm. we've got all those elements in this movie. In one, right? Yes. Yeah. So, Tom, let's talk about your character, Brian Worth, in the movie. He's this young man who's brought to this uh, group home for juveniles who, for one reason or another, uh, have been committed there abusive parents, in some cases, criminal activity in their lives, the court sends them there, etc. So the character is a good guy, um, but he's had a rough life and he's had issues. Um, so I, I'd like to know, how is Tom Taylor in real life like Brian Worth in the film, if at all, or what are the similarities or the differences? That's an amazing question. Uh, I will try to do my best to answer that. Well, after the film, years after we shot, I got hired to work as a disc jockey and a promoter at a uh, major venue about an hour from Philadelphia here in Lehigh Valley and spent many, many years there meeting the Taylor Swifts and the Pitbulls and getting to hang out with all those people, making friends with the bands. And, you know, as life goes on, you know, and you're in that kind of environment, sometimes there's situations. And just like there was in the home, I found myself in other situations in the venue. And it didn't happen all the time, but, you know, I can count them on my hand sometimes some of the experiences I went through. And, um, you know, so a lot of times I relied on the Brian Worth character and what I knew and what I used in the film. And... um uh, you know, it, it actually got me out of a lot of those problems, having the martial arts background and knowing how to stand my ground and things like that. And uh, so it, I kind of like was Brian Worth throughout those years. I mean, I can look back and see the similarity from when I did the film to working at that major venue. So I think there's a lot of um, similarity between Brian and myself. And, um, you know, I hope when people watch the film, they'll say, oh, yeah, I could see Tom doing that. I could see him doing that. And which is going to be something neat, too, when this thing's finished, because I know people are going to go, oh, I could see him doing that. That's definitely Tom. Um, so, yeah, there's there's definitely a similarity between the Brian Worth character and the Tom Taylor character. Well, when Ed Pulgardi and I wrote the screenplay, 
and saw you, we knew you were perfect for this part. Thank you. Not only because you had the athleticism to pull off the fight sequences, we didn't need a stunt double if you yes. uh, were cast in the movie, as well as the other actors, but you had that good guy, heroic quality to you, even though you were in the film as Brian Worth, you're stuck in this home with really a range of dangerous, sometimes very aggressive other teenagers. Mm -hmm. So I thought it worked. And when the people see the film, there's a very, I think, touching romantic scene you have with a young actress whose name is Heidi Shellhammer. Yes. And she plays your girlfriend in the movie. Right. And I think you and she have incredible chemistry. Yeah, that was, she was a, a, a pleasure to work with. And she was also cast from Image International. Yeah. yeah. She wow. was a student there taking one of the classes. She had just graduated high school, just graduated everything. And she fit the, she, she fit the, the role. She was going off to college, but she wanted to get this under her belt. Yeah. Well, now that I've again mentioned that I'm a co-writer of the screenplay, I'm aware, Tom Taylor, that you've been promoting a movement called Don't Kill Tom. Okay. Now, uh, since we're writing new material, we can go multiple ways for a new beginning and a new ending to add to the 80% that's already been shot. So can you explain to me what all of this Don't Kill Tom movement is about, and who are some of the people promoting you in this movement? Well, it actually stemmed from Mean Gene, because when Mean Gene met with me and uh, he dis we discussed the film and he said, they kill you? I go, yeah. He goes, who would want to kill you? And I'm like, yeah, good point. Who would want to kill me? Uh, so after the Mean Gene, it just started to snowball because then when I told everyone else that I was working with, all the bands from Alasana to Our Last Night to Hands Like Houses to Metro Station with Trey Cyrus, they're like, no, you can't get killed. What do you? Who's, who's doing this? And at that point, bands started standing up after they saw the Mean Gene YouTube that said, don't kill Tom. And it's just been running ever since. Like I said, a few weeks back, uh, I was with um, Ice Nine Kills, the band I told you about this Stole Warp Tour last summer. And they're like, dude, they got to rewrite this. I, I can quote one of the guys from Our Last Night saying, unpen it, which is basically rewrite. Um, even in Mexico, people are like, what? They're going to kill you? I'm like, oh, you know. So anyway, it's it's just getting stronger. Um, you know, wherever I go now, people are like, don't kill Tom. Don't. I'm like, yeah, that's great. Um, you know, and I, I really think that they want to see, from what they see in the trailer, I think they're already intrigued and they want to see a sequel. And obviously, if I get killed, it's going to be tough to do a sequel. So I'm hoping that Ed at least... You know, the other co-writer is like, yeah, let's let's keep Tom around. But that that's really what's behind the movement. Um, the bands and the fans don't want to see me get killed. They want to see what comes next for the Brian Worth character. In fact, we should probably mention there's a YouTube channel called the Matt Frat Reality TV yep. channel. And on that channel, there must be a dozen... <laughs> videos of you with yeah. name bands yes. at concerts yep. and they're all standing up and saying don't kill Tom. Yes. So it it has spread this movement oh, and yeah. you've energized a lot of people who are into horror and pro wrestling and it's neat to see them support you and your character. As a co-writer we'll decide what we're going to do but we're we're receiving a lot of pressure Tom yeah. from you and these groups. Well there's going to be people. more to come. It's just like in the wrestling world. Everybody wants to see the rematch. 
I mean, the biggest thing just out recently was Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. Everybody paid to see that. Huge. They want to see the rematch. That's what I mean. They don't want to see this end with one film. They want to see what's next. I think that's why everyone's standing up for me. And I know there's more to come. I can tell you there's more to come. Um, I want to remind people again about the places to find more information. So there's our Facebook page, Masked Mutilator. And find a lot of videos and information postings there almost every other day. Then you can go to massmutilator.com, which we've already mentioned, see many of those videos with Tom and some of the pro wrestlers and the bands that are supporting him, still photos from the motion picture, uh, uh, the cast is there, etc. The uh, podcast, if you missed a podcast, uh, if you missed our first two podcasts, or first three podcasts, you can go to the podcast podcast page and you can hear interviews with other people who have come into our studio um, and then of course please remember to go to indiegogo.com and look up mass mutilator and see how you can participate with this uh, exciting project so we want to thank tom taylor thank you tom for coming back for a second week thanks again for having me our listeners thank you very much please spread the word and stay terrified. For more podcast episodes, to be a part of Masked Mutilator, if you have the guts. And for exclusive behind-the-scenes bonus material, go to MaskedMutilator.com. That's MaskedMutilator.com. Or else. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. creation. Steve Mittman social media.com. Dot com. Dot com.